Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I am your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, my guest is Dr. Wayne Huang, who is the CEO of XREX, and they have a commodity trading platform built on top of blockchain. Wayne is also a serial entrepreneur and was previously with Proofpoint, which got acquired. So don't go away. On this week's tech news, uh, what's really big news in Silicon Valley is all the companies that are leaving Silicon Valley. So the most recent announced was Oracle, which is iconic. We even have a city named now from the Emerald City, if you've ever been to their campus. They announced they're moving corporate headquarters to Austin, Texas, while the founder and CEO, Larry Ellison, is moving from California to Hawaii. And this follows announcements by Tesla and HP that they're also leaving California for Texas. And I'm sure that there'll be more companies to follow. Also big news is that Bitcoin did surpass the $20,000 mark per coin. Uh, This is relevant in that it was just a few years ago where it had almost hit 20,000 and then dropped precipitously to $3,000 per token. Uh, There's still many who think that Bitcoin could go even higher. And there's many people that think that cryptocurrency is still all fake. FireEye, a very significant cybersecurity company, as well as SolarWinds, both reported widespread hacks of their I'll be talking about in CyberTip a little more about what these hacks are and why you should know about them. As a sign of the times of the pandemic and the need to change business models, Warner Media has announced that for the entire 2021 theatrical release schedule, they will be premiering all of their movies on HBO Max simultaneously with theater outlets like AMC. And it was the AMC CEO that actually was very unhappy with this fact, even though we're locked down in many parts of the country and that people are not really willing to go out into theaters. But this, of course, is putting further pressure on traditional business models like movie theaters. And I don't think this is the end of it. I think that as long as the pandemic continues, companies will try to figure out new ways of distributing their content, putting out their products, and that may jeopardize further traditional brick and mortar shops. So I'll continue to keep up on that. And that's the Tech News of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, my guest today is Wayne Huang, who is the co-founder and CEO of XREX, both in the United States and out of Taiwan. Welcome back, Wayne. Hey, thank you for having me, Keith. So Wayne, you have a great story. Uh, I would love for you to tell it because from the time that you rose up mainly in cybersecurity, uh, being the CEO of Armorize and getting acquired by Proofpoint, you've been up to a lot more things since then, but I really want to get into what your background is. So why don't you give a little a bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Thank you, Keith. Uh, so I'm Taiwanese. I'm a tech guy. 
I started programming in elementary school, and then I studied computer science uh, in Taiwan, bachelor, uh, bachelor's, master's, and PhD. I did my PhD in cybersecurity, um, and I served a four-year mandatory military service with Academia Sinica doing um, cyber defense-related research. In 2006, uh, we started Armorize in Taiwan. It was founded by Silicon Valley investors. And uh, we were a cybersecurity, uh, enterprise cybersecurity startup, and we sold our products primarily to US enterprises. Um, we had customers like Symantec, Verisign, Amazon, Proofpoint, and eventually we agreed to an acquisition by Proofpoint in 2013. Uh, so we all worked with Proofpoint for the next five years from 2013 to 2018. And I was traveling to Silicon Valley a lot, really, really like um, the, the work environment, the colleagues there at Proofpoint. And then uh, five years out, our product were, was really successful. We had nine of the top 10 U.S. banks using us at the time and 56 of the Fortune 100. So we thought, okay, it's been five years and, and during which we really saw something that we all loved and that's Bitcoin really pick up. We had all these interesting ideas about how Bitcoin or blockchain focused technologies can be used to solve a lot of problems in this world. But we were all really busy with our work at Proofpoint. And then five years out, we thought, you know, we've had a great run. We've really de delivered. Um, and now we'd really like to do something uh, with blockchain and with Bitcoin. Uh, so we left end of, towards the end of 2018, and we started XREX uh, right around the beginning of 2019. And before you go, what's the name come from? Where are you going to get to that part of the story? Uh, XREX, so, so we were thinking one of the infrastructure that was lacking at the time was a lot of services that needs to be launched needed an, an crypto exchange infrastructure. Um, everybody was coding up their proprietary infrastructure and it seemed to us like everybody was doing the same things. And also we, we got into this space because there was so many security compromises that we were helping to handle that we thought, you know, um, it, it, it shouldn't be that, that all of these organizations and startups go ahead and code up from scratch their own proprietary infrastructures and all, all having to deal with cybersecurity and liquidity, um, wallets, uh, uh, order books. So, our goal was to provide a software as a service uh, for people that are offering services requiring some type of a small exchange or OTC desk. Um, and so the name XREX, okay, so we're gonna be the under, we're gonna be the SaaS, the software as a service for exchanges. So we want it to be the king of exchanges, right? So XREX, X stands for exchange and Rex is Latin for king. So keep going on the uh, underlying part of the, you, you, you developed, you saw 
a value seam in that all these uh, companies going up through uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and all these hacks were happening. And just as a reminder, when we talk about cryptocurrency hack, it's not that the cryptocurrency got hacked. It's often the exchange gets hacked or the person has an insecure wallet. And so you identified this as a potential value seem to uh, that needed to be solved. And um, because we're actually running out of time in this segment, we'll save it for the next segment. When we get back, I'm going to want you to talk about that because I think that's a great use case because of how much theft actually happens in exchanges even now. And so sure. it's actually sure. very important. So, um, so we'll do this. We're going to take a pause. You're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. My special guest today is Wayne Huang, who is the co-founder and CEO of XREX. And you can find them at xrex.io. And when we get back, we're going to talk more about Wayne and his company's story. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svin.biz or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. I'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On my show today is the co-founder and CEO of XREX, Wayne Huang. Welcome back, Wayne. Thank you for having me, Keith. So earlier in the show, we were talking about Wayne's start of starting a very successful cybersecurity company that actually got acquired by Proofpoint. And now we're talking about XREX, which is basically a SaaS or software as a service platform as a service platform for helping companies uh, do exchange commodity trading. And the question I have for you, Wayne, is how do people who spent their career in cybersecurity cross over into a commodity trading platform? And there's probably a, a lot of uh, rationale to this, but I just wanted you to explain it. Sure, sure. Um, so let me explain the SaaS part first, what we do right now. Uh, we are a SaaS for exchange operators. And when we say exchange, it's a centralized crypto exchange. So uh, we target uh, money transfer organizations, money service businesses that help merchants do commodity trading and execute P2P payments in emerging economies. Often today, um, these MTOs and MSBs can leverage crypto to address very difficult corridors. We have a lot of, we work with a, a lot of these MTOs, for example, that are executing pay, uh, B2B payments from Tanzania to Egypt or from uh, Nigeria to Turkey, right? All of these are difficult corridors to do commodity trading uh, B2B payments. And these MTOs often need to operate a small crypto exchange and we're their SaaS platform. Okay, we allow them to launch their own crypto exchanges uh, in five minutes time. That's what we do. How we got into this as a cybersecurity team because we founded Amorize and ran it for about eight years, sold Amorize to Proofpoint, stayed at Proofpoint for another five years. Uh, so that's 13 years of um, cybersecurity. And before that, uh, I did, I, I did um, cybersecurity PhD for another five years, so it's just a very long time, right? 
Um, how did we change from that into doing uh, exchange SaaS? Um, we, as a well-known cybersecurity team, we helped many exchanges handle their security incidents and we worked with uh, multiple law enforcement teams uh, uh, to also handle uh, these security incidents. I think the third quarter of 2014, third quarter of 2014, we dealt with an exchange compromise where uh, we were very impressed. Uh, the owner of the exchange, his name is Winston Xiao. Uh, Winston's exchange was hacked and within it was hacked of more than 800 BTC. Within 48 hours, his team and himself worked around the clock, paid every single user back with Winston's own BTC. So he took more than 800 BTC out of his own pocket, paid everybody back, uh, worked with us, understood how the attacker got in, and then wanted to work with us to also um, to help secure his crypto exchange and uh, they want to do a relaunch. And so after addressing the security incident, uh, we told, first we told Winston, please don't relaunch because you will need a very professional software team. And, um, and, and that's not who you guys are. You guys are importers, exporters, right? Um, that work in emerging economies. Uh, Winston's main commodity trading at the time was between Taiwan and India. Winston is Taiwanese that was raised in India until he finished university in India, uh, majoring in economics. He then became the largest importer uh, in India for Taiwanese manufactured software, uh, hardware products and semiconductor products. So he was, he was a, a, a major importer of Taiwanese manufactured memory chips, uh, notebooks, smartphones, uh, thumb drives, hard disks, 3C uh, peripherals uh, that's manufactured into, in Taiwan and shipped and sold in India. That was his main business for many years. The payment was really difficult. Mm -hmm. It's not as difficult as many of our our, our merchants who are using us today, they're only in Africa. Africa's even more difficult. Uh, but at the time, how Winston got into the Bitcoin and became an, an exchange operator was, is, is, he's always been an, an importer-exporter, a cross-border merchant. Uh, they own their own brand, actually, uh, for uh, hardware computer-related products. Um, but payment from India back to Taiwan was really difficult. Yeah. Um, one, there's always a shortage of the dollar. It's really hard to buy dollar, right? So you ship all these, uh, all these uh, smartphones and uh, notebooks into India, and you end up with Indian rupees. Now, how do you move that rupees out? It's, uh, there's almost... It's really hard for these merchants to get dollar to convert to dollar. There's a big dollar shortage. Um, you can never, as uh, you can never convert at a good rate. So what Winston will have to do is he'll have to buy some commodity in India with that rupees, 
uh, sell sell those commodity out um, to get back to get uh, paid back in dollars, right? So that's what he did, and he sold a lot of fish, for example, right? Um, and he <laughs> sold a lot of coffee. Um, he sold uh, textiles, cashmere. Um, he sold many, many things, and then you know, um, and we've heard amazing stories of how he was doing business um, because of his ability to sell all these Taiwanese manufactured goods into India. He became the person that all of the Taiwanese semiconductor manufacturers uh, would go to to sell into very difficult corridors. So he sold into many uh, parts of Russia. He sold into Iran in the past before they really got sanctioned, and he and sold this is across... all before cryptocurrency, right? This is all. This is all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, all before cryptocurrency. So, and he, of course, then um, he also shipped a lot of gold, right? So when, when he sold uh, these uh, hardware products, for example, into Africa, um, he would get local Nigerian Naira and there's no dollars, of course, then so he would, he would then buy gold and work with a, um, a courier, a, an escort to escort that gold back to Taiwan and sell the gold to the semiconductor manufacturing again for industrial use, right? Um, so that's that's how he did um, all of these commodity trading business. And he is very well known in Taiwan. Like if you're a semiconductor manufacturer and you want to sell into Russia, you want to sell into uh, Africa and India and the Middle East and South America, uh, Winston sells a lot of our Taiwanese manufactured stuff into South America. Well, you go to Winston because he can deal with the, B2B uh, payment cross-border uh, in emerging markets. So Winston then um, in, in around 2012 already learned that, hey, you know, instead of having to buy gold and ship gold out, I can actually buy Bitcoin and ship Bitcoin out, meaning deposit it into a foreign exchange, uh, you know, into a, an international exchange uh, like Bitstamp and sell for USD and that I get USD back. You know, I don't need to ship fish and goat and petroleum out. Um, so that is how Winston got into Bitcoin. Great story. I want to come back to that even more. And just as a reminder, I often talk about how Bitcoin versus other cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin is like the equivalent of digital gold. And so everything you're talking about, how Winston had to actually convert stuff ultimately into gold and into becoming a tradable format actually makes a lot of sense. So you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. Special guest today is Wayne Huang, who is a co-founder and CEO of XRX. And just so people know, when we're talking about Winston, who is this commodity trader, he actually is a co-founder of XRX as well. So you can see how uh, the importance of this platform for themselves is what made them create it. And now they're about to talk about the story about how they're actually doing this for others. So if you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. And we'll be right back with more of Wayne. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. My guest today is Dr. Wayne Huang, CEO of XRX. 
and a serial entrepreneur who formerly came from Proofpoint. On this week's cyber tip, I want to follow up on the two massive cyber attacks that were announced. One on FireEye, which is a cybersecurity company, and one on SolarWinds, which is an infrastructure monitoring company. Now, you might not think that this has anything to do with you as an individual because these are two big enterprise technology companies and they announced the hack. Well, what you probably don't realize is both companies are widely used by almost every other company, especially Fortune 500s. And so there's a very good chance that if your data was being pushed through one of these companies, so you're dealing with um, your, your online e-commerce company, you're dealing with your doctor, you're dealing with your medical professionals, all that data flows through a network and SolarWinds monitors network traffic and FireEye is keeping things safe. And they both gave um, what we call incident response and updates on this, but they haven't yet told you whether or not you've been affected because they don't really know. And really what's going to happen is your service providers that rely on them, such as a hospital, will have to go through the triage and assessment of whether any of your information has been breached or not. So as we're waiting, I want to give you a few tips on what you should be doing anyway just because when the biggest cybersecurity and technology companies in the world get hacked, that by default means that you can be hacked too. One, always be very protective of your data. Take all the necessary precautions. Two-factor authentication, which is not just your password, but that your password backs up to a text message, an email, and not the same accounts, something that are unrelated. Uh, two, use complex passwords. The shocking thing about the SolarWinds attack is that they have an update server and the password was SolarWinds123. I'm telling you this now because I'm sure they've changed it by now. So making sure you use two-factor authentication and making sure you have complex passwords are probably two of the easiest things you can do. And don't keep any sensitive information on a computer you connect to the internet. And those are my three cyber tips of the week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm joined with Wayne Huang, who is the co-founder and CEO of XRX. And we've been learning all about Wayne's story and his, one of his co-founders, Winston, who is a very well-known uh, accidental commodity trader. And that's because of all the business that they've been doing cross-border. And we've been talking about their software as a service on allowing other organizations to create up their own exchanges in order to, in effect, have commodity trading through a platform so in essence to transact things like bitcoin so welcome back wayne thank you keith so just before we started uh back on the show we were talking about how in essence although we're talking about cryptocurrency trading platforms bitcoin um in essence commodity trading has not changed it's still being done the old way we're just now talking about in terms of a digital currency so let's let's Continue on that topic and then come back into how you're enabling your customers now. Yeah, so commodity trading hasn't really changed exactly. So why Winston, a commodity trader, ended up running an exchange back in 2013, uh, end of 2013, uh, was because uh, these commodity traders, some of them has uh, have figured out at the time that in these emerging markets, when in the shortage of the dollar, instead of having to use local currency to buy gold and escort gold out 
together with an escort company, they can actually just buy Bitcoin, right? And um, escort Bitcoin now, meaning deposit it, deposit Bitcoin into international exchange and then just sell for dollars. Um, so that's how Winston started his exchange back in January 2014. It was unfortunately hacked. Winston paid every single user back more than 800 BTC. Uh, and that's how we met because uh, uh, we're a cybersecurity team, right? We're ha helping him to, to handle this, this whole thing, whole security compromise. Um, and then through Winston, we met many other exchange operators who were doing exactly the same thing as Winston. All of them came from a commodity trading background but they run local Bitcoin exchanges to help uh, local importers solve the cross-border payment issue. So that now a lot of these importers, uh, after importing in commodity, if there's no dollars uh, to convert and, and, and pay out, they can buy Bitcoin and, and, and ship out and sell just like how they would buy gold and ship out and sell. Now, um, I'm um, just hang on. In starting this platform, because uh, as a former banker and a technologist, um, I'm interested in as you're developing the solution, do you face the same regulatory challenges that the exchange operator has? Do you, do you have the same challenges or less or more? Uh, a little bit less because we're a SaaS provider. Uh, but um, it did take us a lot of time and resources as a startup uh, to figure out all of the regulatory coverage that's required, different regulation in many, many different jurisdictions, yes. and the different licenses that we need to acquire, and uh, uh, what, uh, what we can do and what the exchange operators must do themselves, right? All of this actually took a very long time. Um, plus, I think uh, really uh, regulations aside, we've also learned a lot um, in terms of practically how to work with local law enforcement and defend our exchange infrastructure. And what I mean by that is not defending against cybersecurity attacks, it's defending against bad money, yep. right? So what we've learned is as soon as you have some type of an exchange infrastructure, you will constantly be attacked by bad money, right? There will be terrorists, criminal groups, scammers, fraud, uh, you know, uh, politician money, that will all try to come in um, and try to launder their money through any type of uh, crypto exchange platform, CFI or DeFi. And so regu uh, regulations aside, if the AML and KYC technologies are not robust, uh, then this exchange platform is very, very vulnerable because you will then allow bad money to come in and then you will have to work with multiple law enforcement uh, 
from multiple jurisdictions, and when you cannot help them, when you have no data to show, and and um, when you're actually when you have actually made uh, not made any efforts to prevent these uh, bad assets from coming in, then you're going to be in big big trouble. Regula uh, you know, um, uh, regulation aside, uh, yeah. So so we've also oh, oh, uh, we've also learned a lot about how to protect our infrastructure. Well, thanks for answering that. I mean. Um... As I've talked about, when I was managing director at the Bank of Tokyo, MUFG, and had second, we call it second line oversight over AML, BSA, KYC, uh, all these things, uh, it's not trivial. That's why I wanted to make sure that you, you touched on it, that in order for you to be operating in the capacity that you and your team members are doing, it took a lot of research and effort and a lot to even, even be able to operate um, software as a services platform. It's not like when people think normal SaaS, because most people don't have a background in financial services, certainly not on the infrastructure side. And so understand that all this gets audited and checked. It's, uh, I'm very impressed because you think about the challenge of just doing it in the States to be able to do it internationally. There is so yeah. many competing jurisdictions. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so it was... Uh... It was a long learning journey, and then uh, it, it was also very costly, right? Because we had to really put together many, many types of KYC, AML, AML technologies, and develop quite some of our own um, to protect ourselves. Uh, uh, more than a month ago, uh, we just launched for about uh, three months, and. Um, we did a major blog post because uh, it was the first time that our system froze a user's account. Um, and we're a very new platform, right? But um, a user deposited some BTC into our, in, into our infrastructure, into his wallet. Uh, but the BTC that uh, he acquired was from a very dirty platform. Yeah. And when we say dirty, we don't mean that the platform uh, itself has a lot of bad assets, but the platform is allowing users to withdraw um, assets from this platform into criminal wallets, uh, underground market wallets, things like that. So when this user withdrew some BTC from that platform, and they eventually deposited that BTC into our platform, immediately our AML triggered and we froze his account. We blocked about the incident, we showed the whole uh, money flow and explained why we had to freeze this account. All right, um, and, and um, the user had to fill out uh, our AML questionnaire. We were able to then uh, unfreeze his account, fortunately, um, ask the user to withdraw those BTC um, and we'll continue to do this, right? So this is uh, to actively protect ourselves. We'll also um, actively blog about these incidents so that um, you know users know. Well, if you are not selective about your sources of BTC, uh, you really you ought not to use our platform. Uh, there's still other platforms that you can use. So who who is your actual ideal customer? Uh, these are. Uh, licensed MTOs and MSVs, and there's a lot of them that are operating in very difficult corridors, right? So uh, 
Tanzania B2B payments to Egypt, uh, Nigerian B2B payments to Moscow, for example. Um, all of these are really difficult corridors and we have licensed and very uh, professional, very specialized MTOs operating in all these regions that will require one part of the payment leg to be in crypto. And because of that, they will need to operate a small crypto exchange. The benefit now, if they're to, if they're to uh, build their own DIY exchange, what they will have to do is acquire an exchange stack, which includes the matching engine, the order book, um, and everything core to an exchange, plus a, a, hot, a hot warm code wallet solution. And then they will have to sign up some liquidity providers to provide liquidity. They can't have an empty book and run the exchange. Uh, they'll, they'll then need uh, to integrate and purchase KYC solutions, AML solutions. And then they need to uh, find at least a, a one bank to partner with them to serve as their fiat on-off ramp to support fiat, right? To support at least um the us dollar so that is major major effort we provide SaaS, so we put together all of these including our own cybersecurity expertise to keep the whole infrastructure extremely safe from uh attacks uh, coming from bad assets or cybersecurity uh related attacks uh and and they get to launch their exchange in five minutes and for free got it right. hey, so Wayne, that's what we do thank you so much for going through this much detail um we're out of time on this segment so let's finish up in the next segment on how companies can engage you and let's talk about some of the things you think are happening in the future of exchanges because it's a really exciting place to be so you're listening sure. to Silicon Valley Insider. Uh, special guest today is Wayne Huang, who's the co-founder and CEO of XREX. We're talking about how they are enabling KYC, AML, BSA compliant uh, exchanges for commodity trading using cryptocurrencies. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at We'll be right back to finish the show on talking with Wayne Huang. For questions or comments on today's program, call one 888 828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders, welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I have Wayne Huang, who's the co-founder and CEO of XREX. And we've had a fascinating discussion about what his company is doing in enabling commodity trading using their infrastructure and trading things such as converting to cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. So Wayne, I thought it was a fascinating discussion we were having. And in the last segment, we, we ran out of time. I wanted you to finish up on how do people, now that we know what you do, how do people best engage with your company if they're thinking about this as a solution? Yeah, thank you, Keith. So they would sign up to extracts.io. Um, they had to pass our KYC. Uh, usually, if you're an exchange operator, you're going to do corporate KYC, and um, it is going to take some time. Uh, we will require some, you know, quite some papers. After your KYC, then it's five minutes to launch your own exchange. Um, we, we really specialize in 
uh, we uh, in helping cross-border payments in emerging markets. So the exchange that you will be getting, um, you will find us especially friendly to the merchants that are your users uh, because we have a lot of reporting in place to help them uh, with their accounting, right? Uh, when you export a lot of governments, they will take tax upfront and then you have to show money flow in order to deduct that tax, right? And so we specialize in getting all of these uh, transaction details and, uh, and uh, accounting friendly reporting in place for the merchants that you serve so that they can do their books properly and um, they, can, uh, they can benefit from um, exemptions and uh, tax refunds, things like that. Thanks, Wayne. And so with just the final couple of minutes, we were talking about how this all started, you from the cybersecurity side, Winston, one of your co-founders as being a very well-known, well-respected international, um, in essence- Commodity company. trader. Right, what, what, is the, what is the future in store? What does it look like with all these solutions coming to the market? Uh, for us or for the industry? Both. Oh, um, I, 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 the exchange industry has really uh, grown so big uh, that I, I personally, I can't follow it anymore. There's so many different types of uh, centralized exchanges. There's so many types of uh, exchanges happening in the DeFi world, right? Um, and I do see uh, a lot of verticals being developed. Commodity trading uh, uh, facilitated by blockchain-focused fintechs is the, the vertical that we are in. There are many other verticals, right? So today I see exchanges are becoming very specialized in solving um, some special problem in some vertical. And this is very, very interesting to see. It's very exciting because um, finally we see blockchain being used to solve really hard problems. Um, and, and, uh, and as a technologist and not as an entrepreneur, I just find it very, very exciting. Well, that's great. So Wayne, thank you so much for being on the show today. I definitely want to have you back on as a thought leader and guest on some other topics, especially related to cybersecurity. Um, so thanks again for being here. Thank you, Keith. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. Today's guest is Wayne Huang, co-founder and CEO of xrex if you want more information on xrex go to their website xrex.io or come to ours svin.biz or shoot us an email info at svin.biz and we will see you next week you've been listening to silicon valley insider with keith Koo. for questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with keith about your business call 1-888-828-SVIN that's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN. 